Hello and welcome to 141 Studios Presents The Coffee House. Paul Cushing and Ryan Whiting, that is I, are here after our long hiatus. Do you want to introduce yourself? I'm sorry, I introduced you. No, that's fine. We're fine. We're fine. I, I, I hate saying my name anyway, so it's all good. Don't... What, why are you going to lie to the people? You just... you. Why Why do I want to say my name all out all the time? Say your strange. name, Paul. I am not Beyonce. Actually, I am Beyonce because I want someone else to say my name, not me. So there you go, mm-hmm. Ryan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't say know if I name, love that. Say my name, say my name. Say, baby, I love you. <laughs> I, I don't know how to follow say that. My name, say my so, name. uh today on this episode we're Actually, gonna be discussing We should briefly talk about our trip. Like five minutes, I think. We should. We should talk about our Oxford United game and we should talk about West Ham just briefly and how we experienced it. Because I think that's really important. Because right. we we're gonna talk about the Prem and a couple other things very briefly, but I feel like we, we went we went to Jolly London. Um, we went to London, we went to uh, France, we saw some underpants, and we also went to Oxford, which was a lot of fun. And um, we saw a couple games. You saw underpants? No, not really. Oh. Well, I was getting excited for you. No. Come on now. Oh. All right. Well. Well. I mean. Yeah. Mm. Huh. That's okay. Well, moving on. <laughs> moving on from the sexual frustration, we're going to get into our trip. Um, just briefly, we wanted to, uh, so we went, um, we went to London for, uh, 10 ish days. Um, we had some adventures, um, Airbnb problems, all these things. Yes. I, I said it. I mean, you can, I'm not going to get into details about it, but we, I, we had our Airbnb problem. We did have an Airbnb problem that did happen. Yes. Anyway, um, it was acknowledged. So it's, it's all good. We're, I, I feel I won't be in trouble for talking about it. Just like it that. was, it was taken care of. Also, we have signed nothing nothing so, so we can like, say whatever we, we can want. say whatever we want right? um so we had um so that that was a thing that occurred anyway um so we saw a couple games back-to-back days we went to oxford um oxford england and we saw oxford united play derby county um in a in a beautiful little stadium um Kasim. Kasim, the Kasim, which the people don't necessarily like. They're yeah, I don't think we're supposed one. to say nice things about Kasim Stadium. Yeah, yeah, we should probably not say much, but it was a blast. Um, we took the bus uh, from the center of Oxford to the stadium, and Ryan met a couple of lovely ladies <laughs> and had a great conversation with them and um, kind of started our experience going to the stadium, which was really awesome. Yeah, uh, so we walked through a field and the woods to get to to get to Kasum Stadium, mm-hmm. uh, which was nice. It, I was glad that we had those those lovely ladies as our guide. Mo, right? Mo was one. I yes, and I do not for the life of me. Can, I, I I don't, don't know if think she ever I ever her got name. her name. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that was nice. They were very gracious. Led us there. Uh, I will never forget them asking us where we were from, and I was like, you know, Massachusetts in the mm-hmm. United States. Yeah, and they were like. You're sure you want to go see Oxford? You know we're bad, right? <laughs> we were like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no we're we're here for it. Uh it was it was a good game. I would say Oxford was a bit hard done by. Oh, of course, yeah. There was a pretty were. bad missed call that ended up ended up losing the game for them. There were a couple of moments like like Derby County had four chances and they scored on three of them. 
four legitimate yeah. chances they scored on three. You sat there and you go, man, that is some bull. Yeah, that's the tough luck. And uh, one of them bull. is a clearance where the defender gets kicked. Yeah. Well, he's clearing the ball yep. and there's a no call and it ends up. The guy up, puts it in the top corner. Yeah, ends up just returning to a Derby County player. And, you know, it's that happens. That's yeah. just, that's that's football. But, you know, they frustrated. They they really needed that game. That game was a lot of bull. That's yeah. all I can say. Yeah. Yeah. Oh god, that's it was an excellent pun. That's an Oxford pun. It's an Oxford pun because they're they're the Bulls. So and anyway, we uh, reference anyway, but yeah, but it was a great. I, it was great. We actually yeah. got some food there. The food was interesting and weird. Um, your partner really hated the hand pie that she received. <laughs> she she unfortunately ended up with a uh, with a vegan a vegan hand pie vegan that hand ended pie. really poorly for her. Yeah, did not did not love it. But the experience was great. It rained. It was, rained. Was a proper it was cold, rainy, yeah. windy. Loved it. Yeah, it was it, great. We ran the front row for that match, yeah. which was awesome. It was. It was pretty cool. Like ultimately, just a, a great experience. Like it, where we are, do you want to do you want to officially um, officially nominate Oxford as our as our lower league side that we follow? Oh, for sure. Okay, done. Oxford. It's Oxford done. is the one four one studio uh, yeah. lower league. Go Bulls! Yeah, um, team that we golden blue we baby. support. Golden yep. blue all time baby. Golden blue. So you know if you're with if you're with Oxford United and you want to, uh, you it's a lovely place out, too. Like right? Oxford's a lovely city. It's a beautiful place. Like go and see it. Um, Absolutely. Now we went to another game. We saw West Ham United versus Aston Villa. We went to a Premier League. Uh, Premier League match, yeah, yeah. and uh, we we saw bubbles. We saw bubbles, which my partner greatly enjoyed. Yes, she she liked the bubbles in the song. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's great if the song is from what the twenties or thirties. Yeah, and... so it's like an old school teacher wrote that for like their their best player or whatever. So they've sung it for a hundred years now, which is amazing. Yeah, it's it's pretty pretty neat, pretty amazing. And West Ham is like diehard. You're talking about like yeah. diehard fans. Those are that's yeah. a that's a group of fans who like live or die they they were they were very um vociferous in their support as well <laughs> and by so vociferous i mean um colorful in their language yeah um uh, drunk, and their and their hand gestures <laughs> yeah drunk drunk lads drunk lads yelling from behind you yeah just 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 tossing the air everywhere yep it was it so was that great. was another great experience that was a that match was fun because you felt 60,000 supporters be very very nervous and angry and angry and you could see the players responding to them being very nervous and yeah. angry yeah you can feel it yeah uh, tilo Carrer could uh, uh had his issues with the crowd at times i felt like oh I, yeah I, and i feel like he he struggled with it at times yeah, yeah. he were, played in paris at psg who also like will be very yeah. vociferous in their lack of support or support of a player depending on what happens yeah and they uh, there were a couple of times where i think players got into disagreements with each other a little bit because uh because there was some shouting going yep. on yep. uh like hey no that was like you got to pass it back right. to me there right. and it's just you know, I th- I think neither of them would have cared really if it wasn't getting so nervy in the stands. But it was that was another good one that ended up as a as a one one tie or draw, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Jared Bowen was specifically very, very good for. I think he was the man of the match to me in that game. He was the best player in the field. Um, constantly creating terror and trouble and had some opportunities. And I think he could have taken a couple on his own too, but he was trying to create the best option to yeah. score a lot of the time. Um, but yeah, very. He was. I thought he was excellent. Constantly beat his man. Constantly was causing trouble and harassing um, de- uh, defenders while they were moving the ball. And just really, really good player. Yeah, it was a, a very cagey match. Both mm-hmm. both yeah. teams sort of were trying to draw the other one into the position they would want them to be in. Right. And it was uh, any any time either side would kind of go out into the press the other team would sort of right get a break going on the wings against them so neither mm-hmm. team wanted to get caught in that situation because every time they did it would work and right. both both right. sides would would get out uh would get out in transition like yeah. that Declan Rice was also really good in that game too I yeah. thought he was pretty good he's he's an interesting player to watch because he does a lot of little stuff that you don't necessarily recognize as as being as important right. as as it is, but he's right. just constantly making it difficult to to play through or around him, and to you know he sort of operates as a as a hub for that side. Yeah, and he plays a lot. I mean, he's he's been asked to play a lot of long balls, but I think yeah. he can play through as well. But I think he he's been asked to hit like forty five, fifty yard long balls, yeah. and he's really good at it. But it it it's clear that he's. He's kind of hamstrung with the way that they play there. David Moyes has a very specific system because that's what he has to make the best out of that team. But I feel like right now with them, they can actually do other things. I think they're just kind of tied to a system right now. They're going to have to rebuild, do something next year Yeah, instead. Uh, Not the least of which is because Declan Rice might not be there next year. Also very true. I would I would I would think he might be moving at the end of the year. Probably for a bunch of money really helps you rebuild. So. Right. Speaking of uh West Ham, we're going to go into uh we're we're going to start with the uh bottom 8. Yes, this is a segment that I think is going to be recurring. The actually. bottom 8s? Yeah, the the bottom 8s. The bottom 8s uh forever and ever and ever. It's like we just like turn that 8 sideways and then yeah, put and, it right and in it's front a of bottom yeah. the bottom one four one studios presents the bottom eights forever and ever, forever and ever yeah because it's it, yeah infinity. we turn it yeah, yeah we we it also we'll looks turn like, it we turn that it ish sideways and <laughs> also looks like two big old cheeks yeah, yeah turn them sideways baby the bottom eights so slapping them around speaking of the bottom eights <laughs> let's start let's the top one crystal the, palace crystal palace Crystal Palace is there on goal differential. 27 points. Yep, They're 27 three points, points negative 13. <laughs> and they just fired their manager. Yep, and are going to presumably get absolutely roasted tomorrow by Arsenal. Possibly. But guess guess who's going to be in line to take over that team? None other than 72-year-old Roy Hodgson, who was there before Patrick Vieira took it. Welcome back, Roy. Welcome back, good old Roy. Best of luck to you. Buddy. Yeah, I, you know, I would be concerned. I think, you know, of all the teams right now that have like theory to go down right now, they're 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 there with the rest of them at this point. Right. You thought like, oh, they're gonna figure it out, and the thing is, is I feel like Patrick Vieira would have figured it out and gotten them to forty, which is the the magic number, by the way. Forty points is the magic number. If you make it to 40 points, more than likely you will be safe. 
if you make you it to eliminated. 40 points. Right. If you make it to 40 points, we rename the segment as the bottom sevens. The bottom sevens. <laughs> Here's the thing. Aston Villa, recently, I would say as of today, were eliminated. Oh, yeah. Because they won today. They won oh, convincingly over Bournemouth. They're well and clear. They're well and clear now. Anyway, moving forward. Uh, so yeah, so Crystal Palace, they 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 have issues. It feels like they have enough talent; they'll be okay. I think they're gonna be okay. But the thing is, is that it's just a run of games. You need to get a run of games going. You win like three or four, and it's good. You're good. Right. You're safe. But the problem is, is that none of these teams seem to want to do that right now. Right. I, I, it's looking like if you win three or four games, you you might be safe. You might be safe. Right. Yeah. Specifically for Crystal Palace, that gets you to like thirty nine. Thirty nine. You win that's, four games, yeah, you're safe. That's enough. You'll be you'll be safe. Yeah. Right. You win four games, you're safe. You don't even have to be very good in any of those games. You could literally <laughs> have like fifteen percent possession and win one nil and like you'll take it right now. Right. Just just gotta steal one there. Just like Bournemouth almost did against Arsenal a couple weeks ago. Yeah. You know, that been under twenty percent possession, you almost tie that game. You were up two nil at one point. I mean Anyway, so back. Crystal Palace just fired their manager. Uh, Wolves just got obliterated by Leeds. They, and, and well, hold on, obliterated is probably they, not a good word. They doubled up on him. It was four two, and Wolves had two red cards. Yeah, at the end of the game. Yeah, obliterated, but, <laughs> obliterated. <laughs> Except for everything else that shows that uh, like Wolves had pretty much dominated that game. Um, yeah, they just they just got uh, they got Leedsed. Yeah, I don't know what to say. They okay. they they just they were just unfortunate. It happens sometimes. You get you have those results come to you. Um, like Leeds had a really good period in like the first fifteen minutes of the second half, and they were undone by it. And that was right. the game. Yeah. And that was the game. Just that it ended it. Uh, Wolves had twenty three shots, eight of them on goal, sixty six percent possession. They had four. I'm I'm doing air quotes. You can't see them. Big chances. Yep. They missed all four of them. Yep. Leeds had two quote unquote big chances. Scored both of them. Scored both. <laughs> scored both. And, and two non again air quotes big chances. And scored them both. And scored both of those. Leeds had four shots on target. They scored four goals. Yeah. That yep. is efficiency at its best. <laughs> they had eleven shots in total, but four shots on target, and all four times they scored a goal. Jose Saad did not have a single save in that game. <laughs> Uh, this is, uh, uh, this is, so we're actually talking about 13th and 14th in the league. Yeah. And it was a relegation six pointer today. And guess what? And Leeds pulled themselves out of the, the, the bottom, like three or four and have decided that, you know, maybe we do want to stay in the, program. yeah, which good result for, for them today. They need, they need four wins. Yep. That's that's it. That's what you're looking at if you're down you here in the relegation You get four wins, a couple draws, yeah. and then you can lose the rest. You're fine. You're good to go. They've got 11 games left, I believe. I, I get a feeling that Leeds are a side. If you remember last year, it took them to literally the last game to uh to save their right to save their season. Right. And I get a feel they they thrive in chaos. Leeds are just. Like the team is built to be a little bit of a chaotic side, and I think once the pressure starts mounting and 
and teams start feeling it down here in the bottom. Like, Leeds is just built for that. That's that's who they are. So they, they need they it feels like they're right on the edge of if they have one good window of just being like a really solid mid table side. And but they always seem to be like a couple injuries happen and then all of a sudden they're like in this free fall and they can't the last couple of years particularly it feels that way and i'm just wondering what the plan is moving forward for them because it looks like they need like a proper manager and maybe javi gracia will be that guy for them but i it's something tells me they're gonna find someone else after the season yeah and Leeds is so of all the teams down here in the relegation battle Leeds has scored the second most goals they have scored like a a decent amount of goals for the Premier League this year. So they don't struggle for offense. They just are really bad defensively. <laughs> right. They just, again, are chaos ball. It's, it's wherever. Yeah. You know? um, I think Wolves Wolves have struggled to score goals. That's their issue. Yeah. Right? Wolves had 23 attempts today and scored two of them. So. But Lopetegui is a really good manager, and I think... And they've invest, they invested really like a lot of money in the winter window. Yeah. And it just it feels like to me of all the teams that you know could be eliminated from the bottom eight, it feels they will be the first team to be eliminated from the bottom eight. You think so? Yeah, it it feels that way to me. It feels they they the, this game aside, which was really unfortunate, and also the weather was a huge factor. It was a yeah. deluge out there, like it was just pouring rain. It was like sunny. It was a weird. It was a weird day. Um, they. It feels to me Lopetegui knows how to gain points, and he'll mm-hmm. keep like I think they'll they'll be eliminated from the bottom eight at some point. That's fair. Uh, one of the first teams, I think. So sitting in fifteenth with twenty six points and a draw today against Chelsea. Yep, big result for them. Dacian philosophies full on. It's uh, Everton. Mr. Everton, Mr. Everton himself, Sean Dice. He's not. I don't know if he's Liverpoolian. and I'm just. I'm just um, speaking a we're, bunch of nonsense. Yeah, we're, ju- right we're now. just chatting. Hey, we're just chatting up Mr. Dice because he's probably going to keep Everton up, which yeah. is what they need. And honestly, a good window, and they could probably be really good right. next just year. Like, listen, it's not sexy, but just play Dicean football. Just let the man manage, and and you know. Be He's a, a really good manager, right? Be a mid-table side, whatever. It's fine. It's Everton's, better than what you're doing right now, right? You've you've been bad. Maybe be stable for a little while. Yeah, be stable and then think about the future, right? And and Sean Dyche and his brand of football will keep you mid-table. Yeah, it's it's very Brentfordy where nobody wants to play you, you know. But it's you'll you'll be all right. He's done more with less than some of the best managers in the game. I can promise you that that the the Burnley team that he he put together for a really long time, like he was, he was literally duct taping that together, <laughs> right? Year. And he kept them up for a really long time. I think. I mean, the Burnley are going to come back up. They're going to play a completely different style because Vincent Company is playing like pep ball. <laughs> they just got trounced by Man City in the FA Cup, but uh, um, but that's they, the difference in several hundred million in, in, in investment. investment. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and I think. The thing with um, Sean Dyche is they had, no, like, at the time, Burnley had no money. And they, yeah. like, he had to really invest very quietly and very efficiently. And he did a pretty good job for a really long time until, like, last year where he had a lot of injuries and all kind of fell apart. Then mm-hmm. they sold their best striker to Newcastle. 
their best player probably at the time and Chris Wood, who had scored like what, 12 or 13 goals for them was really yeah. important and influential. And they were like, Oh yeah, we get to sell them. And it's like, wait yeah. a second. What? And it was, to me, that was a sign of like, Oh, we were trying to get out of under, uh, under of uh Dice in my opinion. They yeah. were like, I don't know if we want to keep them up or whatever. Yeah. Um, and he's yeah. at Nottingham forest now. Chris Ooh. Wood, Chris Wood. Yeah. He went from Newcastle yeah, to he, Nottingham forest and he's hurt and he's hurt. Yeah. Um, Speaking of Nottingham Forest, right? Yeah, that was a phenomenal segue. That, wow, that was just so good. Did of you us. do that on purpose? No, no. I, <laughs> I just realized I was like, oh yeah, they're next. Uh, <laughs> uh, one more thing on Everton. They Dice is going to keep them. Dice will keep them up because they're going to they're going to not give up goals like they did before. Yeah, I he, mean they had they played a good they they played against Chelsea. They gave up a couple goals. That was probably part of that process but when he plays those those relegation games those relegation bottom eighters six pointers yeah <laughs> um <laughs> he's gonna they're gonna be really tough to beat they're yes. gonna be tough to def- they're gonna be tough to score goals against so it if we could say crystal palace looks like they're going through a crisis of identity it's Sean like, Dyche is an identity. Yeah, he is an identity. Everton knows who they're going to be now. Yeah. And and that's not nothing. Yep. And I think if Everton are smart, they will invest with him next year. Yeah. Just, Just so they don't he doesn't need a ton of money. He mm-hmm. needs some money to like buy a couple defenders. Right. Maybe a good six. Maybe one really good, skillful attacking player, and they're gonna they're gonna fly higher than you think. Yeah. This is so if Leeds gets relegated. I would look at Everton for um, Weston McKinney or Tyler Adams. Both, just get both. Just get both. Yeah, both of them. Yeah, they're. I mean, they're. They'd be perfect for Dice. You think so? Yeah, McKinney might play the nine for him. Uh, oh my goodness! <laughs> oh yeah, he could the way he wins headers. Oh my god, right, he yeah. might. He might be the like, nine. Weston, you don't have to worry about running. You know, eat all the burgers you want. Just, just, right. just chill up. Top, put all the ranch all the on balls. pizza you'd yeah, like. Put all the ranch on pizza you want. <laughs> And uh, and uh, you when we get to the corners, you just go right, and dominate. Just go get them. That's, just go get that's them, who baby. we are, baby. That's who we are. All right, two Nottingham Forest now. And uh, uh, Steve, Mr. Steve Koopa. Nottingham Forest are an enigma wrapped in a forest, <laughs> wrapped in an enigma. Wrapped in an enigma. So I, Nottingham Forest are fine. Like, I don't, I, I'm not sure how to, they have so many new players that this was always their destiny. But the thing is, is that they have a lot of talented players, so I think they're probably fine. The problem with right now is that Steve Cooper hasn't been able to play like a proper system. He's had to keep it really simple because he's had so many new players. Yeah, this is a problem of like this is I, this is also a problem with Chelsea too. Like I, I'm going to quickly say something about Chelsea just because it, 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 you just I, I'm going to go stream of consciousness here and All right, the, part of the yeah part of the problem that prob- Potter's had is because he's he's had to bring in so many new players. And he's had so many players in training that he hasn't been able to really set a system that is like, uh, like cohesive enough to really do anything of any real importance. You're starting to see something because he's really kind of, um, he's really been able to dwindle down the players that he wants to play on a consistent basis, and you're starting to see some results from that. You're like, oh wow, yeah. they they actually are doing something now all of a sudden. But um, there's still some issues to be had there and Steve Cooper is suffering from that big time like yeah. you mean they, they've brought in 30 or 31 players something to that extent over the course of the season yeah it's... from from the summer 31 players it's a yeah. lot of players to bring in that's, a, that's like a squad and a half to bring in yeah. 
It's you a can, lot. You literally can't register every player that you brought in for the Premier League. Ridiculous. Yeah, too much. It's yeah. too much. And, uh, like, they... They they're gonna clear house a little bit, I think, and they're gonna invest again in the in the in in the summer if they make keep it up. And I, the thing is, is like I've been one of the people who's like, oh, they're gonna stay up. It's not gonna be an issue. And and now I'm thinking, oh no, they could be one of the teams that goes down. So yeah, I mean, we're starting. We're reaching the point. They have 26 points, right? They and need four wins. Yeah, four four wins, five wins, maybe. It's 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 four or five wins at that point. They have Leicester City that are right behind them. Mm-hmm. And now you're just, for many of these teams, you're really just trying to be the least bad. Like, everybody's coming into this final, the final quarter of the season here mm-hmm. with problems. It's right. like, who has the worst problems? Can you beat the teams around you? Right. Who has the worst problems? And I think that ultimately Nottingham Forest has one of the like least problematic problems. Like they don't know who their best eleven are, but in a lot of ways that just means you could play whichever best eleven fits against the team you're going to play down here in the bottom. If you think you're going to have possession, then play those guys. If you think you're going to have to defend, play those guys. You know, like it. It feels like they have like a two-sided advantage and disadvantage where like you don't necessarily know who's going to be the best player for you, but that means you can play any of them and play sort of whatever kind of like very basic outline of a team that you have. It also helps that you have Kaylor Navas. Yeah. That really helps. It surely does. Uh, like <laughs> one of the best goalkeepers in the game still. It, right. And he's he's getting old, you know. He's and, what, 35, I think, right now? Uh, I think he's older than that. I think he's but, 35. But but right, you have Kaylor Navas, who's who has consistently been over the course of his career one of the best goalkeepers in the world, and he might steal you one. He's 36. 36? Yeah. He beat, they lost to your Newcastle. They did. A game in which Newcastle pretty much dominated from. Yep. Most of it, and but here's the thing. This is the thing that I'm having a problem with with Nottingham Forest is that they very rarely have a lot of possession. They defend yeah. a lot, and mm-hmm. they really just hope that the guys up top create like one or two chances to score goals. Right. And when you become when you are in these like relegation six pointers, like it feels like you need a little bit more than that sometimes and i'm i'm really really worried that they don't they have the talent but i'm wondering do they have the ability to you put that talent together for right. the last like 10 or 11 games it's so it ultimately comes down to who can you put in the middle that can bring all of this together right the like, problems that they've had is that they've had jack colback and i can't remember the other guy but two championship level players really kind of starting in their I, midfield and I'm intimately aware with Jack Colback. Yeah. You're yeah, yeah, <laughs> you do. Yeah. He's played on both sides of the time where yeah. Sunderland and yeah. Newcastle. And now he's, he's a, at Nottingham Forest. He's a he's a good little player and he'll do whatever whatever you ask of him. Right. In the championship. Right. He's it's this level has consistently been too high for him. There's Yates, that's the other guy. Yates. Uh, so yes, what happened um, in this game? So they, you know, who else they have? John Joe Shelby. So it was Yates and Shelby 
who are starting in the yep. midfield yep. for uh, for Nottingham Forest. Mm-hmm. And Newcastle basically just did not respect them at all and just played through them the whole game. Because they can't. those guys can't hold anybody. They can't run. Right. They're not quick enough for that. John Joe can run. You need a guy that can run that uh, that can't run. And uh, then you need a guy with John Joe who can run right. consistently. Because right. John Joe can move the ball. It's not That's not the problem. He's just he's he is not interested in defending pretty much at all. Uh, he I mean he did he he kicked the shit out of Bruno today. Um, like I mean that not in like a oh he was better than him. No, he literally just tackled just him, him three times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just no, nope, I'm not letting the guy who replaced me play play through me here. Yeah, I mean yeah, yeah. Anyway, and, yeah. So ultimately, that's what it comes down to. You got to figure out how to how to if you're going to play with John Joe, you got to have guys who can who can basically hold that midfield. And John Joe can can help you. He can break lines, right? right. He might be the answer to making your offense better, right? But you got to cover that midfield, right? So. Yeah, they're they I think, yeah. Oof. I mean, it's yeah. gonna. I they're they if they stay up, they're seventeenth in my opinion. Think so? Do you think they're so? I would agree that like Leicester is going to play better than them. I think Leicester has had a very bad year, but I think they've stabilized a little. Uh, Leicester, well, they lost four in a row, Leicester, and they yeah. drew today. Yeah, so it was, it's an improvement. <laughs> right, right. They, you know, they stabilized. They, they drew. have, they have, um, they have the players to do it. Yeah. I mean, Harvey Barnes, James Madison. I mean, Jamie Vardy is like kind of at the end, but he's still fairly decent. Right. Um, he can he can still score. Uh, Kalachi Ihinacho is like yeah. a mate. He's been really good. I mean, the problem has been at the back for them. It feels like yeah. they haven't been consistent enough at the back, and it feels like they've been having they've had some unfortunate results over the course of the season. I, like, do you trust Brendan Rodgers to be in a relegation battle? Is really the question. I mean, yes. I mean, I I, I am a yes, but yeah. I mean, who he's knows? He's a good manager. <laughs> Who knows what could happen, though? You know, at yeah. this point, you're down there, you're 24 points or 25 points, and you got to get five wins. So when I talked about um, Leeds scoring the second most out of everyone, they've scored. The, the it's most. it's Leicester. Leicester have scored 38 goals, which is a lot. That's quite a bit. Um, the for, problem for them is they've given, given up, up 47. 47. Yeah, they're defensively really poor. Yeah, and that could take them down because. They can't. They can't stop people from scoring. One-one draws will keep you up. Like, look, uh, we'll talk about Newcastle. All we've done is draw this one, year. One-one. Guess zero, what? Zero. We're yeah. in fifth. Yeah, <laughs> we've lost lost three times, drawn a million. Like that'll that puts you in the top. They half need of the to table. win games, but if they could go on a run of draws and right. like maybe a couple wins in the process, that'll keep them up. Yeah, that'll yeah. that. But not like three three enough. draws. You're talking like nil nil draws. They need. They need to show that they can stop people. That's going to be their biggest concern. Can they defend well enough? And Didi has been really, really poor this year for his mm-hmm. standard. He's been not very good. And I feel like that has been their biggest issue and one of the biggest problems they, in January is that they should have invested in someone in that defensive midfield position. They didn't do it. Yeah. And I feel like that could have solved a lot of problems. I mean, they did have to do they had to do other things. Sutar has been a good signing for them. He's solidified a little bit more at the back, but they need another. They need a defensive midfielder. They really do cuz they're getting chewed, they get chewed out in the middle. And Telemans has also not been very good this season. I know. We pillow. Anyway. <laughs> um now, now we're in the bottom 
the yep. bottom. These are the current, the current relegation zone. The butters, butters, bottom bees. Yep. Let's go Irons. Oh man, West Ham in the bottom three right now. Yeah, tough. Uh, are they going down? I, I would say no. Like I, here's the problem you with West say Ham, no, right? Yeah, I feel like they're a good squad. I feel like they're a good team. A lot of these teams are really. Uh, this is the thing that's crazy. Is a lot of these teams are actually fairly good. This is how intense this this bottom three is yeah. at this point. I mean, the two teams below them, Bournemouth and Southampton. They're bad. Uh, they're, they're, I wouldn't even. Say, they're not even bad. I mean, James Ward Prowse is one of the best midfielders in the Prem. I would say he's one of the top like ten or twelve midfielders in the Prem. They they they're just not. They they don't have enough, but they have good players like Lavia. I think who they bought from Manchester City. He's a beast. The two of them in the midfield together has been great. They just can't score goals. I don't think, and they can't defend. Oh man, they're really bad at defending. Um, Southampton, yeah, yeah, really bad at defending. They have not given up the most goals in the Premier League. That is good old. Oh no, that's Burnmouth. Burnmouth is bad. Can we agree? Burnmouth is bad. Burnmouth are going down. Yeah, Burnmouth are are definitely going down. I would say at this point, Southampton is also going down. Yeah, uh, which means we're really fighting over one spot. I think if South, the thing is. Something tells me Southampton is going to fight to the. They're going to be in the last day, I think. Bournemouth, think, I don't know if they will. Run. I, I think I'm Burnham's. not saying they'll go for. They might go on a mini run, but I think yeah. they're going to have a chance to stay up in the last day. I think they're going to be like, oh, they need to win, and they need to win by two or three goals, that kind of thing. That's that's what will happen to Southampton, I think. Um, but yeah, and they'll have to play someone. Uh, <laughs> Of course, that's what happens when you play um, a season and you have one game left. You yeah, you have you ha- will they in have, fact to, have to they play host Liverpool team? in the final game of the oh, season. Oh God! So hopefully but, Liverpool have nothing to play for by that point. But oh, Liverpool man. absolutely destroyed Burnmouth. Yeah, at the beginning of the year, and then they lost to him later on. <laughs> yeah, like it's uh, maybe that'll that'll be the team that shows up. They go to Southampton. That could be the game where yeah. Southampton need to win by two goals, and somehow Liverpool just are like, well, I just don't feel like playing today. Right. Well, whatever. We'll yeah. that's one where we're if six, you're, it doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. If you're Klopp, you might even just play some of like the young, hungry kind of kind of like squad rotation players you have because yeah. it's like, hey, they're gonna go out there and they're gonna play a shift. Right. right. We're not gonna lose. So David Moyes is he the guy to keep them up? West Ham we're talking about now. David Moyes. Is David Moyes I, a guy to keep West Ham up? Uh, so David Moyes kind of has to, right? I think I don't think they have if, a choice. Right. If he if he doesn't keep them up. Oh, he's gone, of he's course. He's gone. Right. I They're, mean, he's had a very love-hate relationship with West Ham. He's been yeah. back. This is the second time at West Ham. It went didn't go so well from the first time. Second time, it's been much better. Kept them up yeah. the first time, and then they played really well. And now... This... I... This sort of just feels like a nightmare season for West Ham. Yeah. I don't even think they've played all that terribly poorly this year. I just think like they can't score goals. They yeah. scored twenty four goals in this season. It's not enough. And you've got players. You have Bowen. You have Skamaka. You have Skamacha. I mean, you have um, uh, Mikel Antonio. You, it's not that you don't have players who can score goals. Like what is happening there? Like that's the I, I like they well, they've got to figure it out. Who plays up top for them? 
that's what I'm saying. They have guys. They have Bowen, yeah. Scamacha, um, Mikel Antonio. Um, who else played for them the other day? Um, it was Danny Ings. Danny Ings, that's another one. He can score goals. They can all score goals. They've all, like, Danny Ings has a 20, 20 goal season in the Prem. As of, like, I think last year, he scored 20 plus goals or two years ago. He, it's not that he's not, he's a good player. The problem, I think the problem is in the midfield. Besides Declan Rice, I don't think they have a, a player that is legitimately, and they have Paqueta too, but the, yeah. it feels like, or maybe it's a system problem. Maybe it is David Moyes that's the problem. I don't know. They, they have know. a lot of good players. It just feels. You're right. It might just be a nightmare season. And it fe- David it feels Moyes, a lot like David Moyes has had these seasons in the past. Yeah, he had it with Everton, where like they finished fourth, and then the next year they finished like sixteenth, and they right. barely they barely scraped rele- relegation. And then they they kind of stabilized. But it might be this might be the year that they finished like seventeenth and finished like above on goal difference, and then. And then they will jump again. They'll have another jump, and they'll come up in like seventh or eighth consistently again. But. Do you think that this is a weird dressing room season for West Ham? Do you think that that could with be all the new like, with personalities, like and things? new personalities, and maybe like could be. I mean, so so in bands, right? And I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the almost famous uh, Colorary here. Um, so in the movie Almost Famous. They are. It looks like they're gonna crash into small plane, right? Mm-hmm. And the band has a big blow up, and they basically uh, tell the lead guitarist like, "Everybody's worried you're gonna leave, right? Because you're so much better than us, and we all fucking know it, and we right. know you fucking know it, right? And uh, and is that maybe a maybe a thing? Could be. With like with like Declan Rice, where everybody's just kind of looking at him, like, "Hey, enjoy your title with fucking Arsenal next year." Right? Maybe could be the thing. Yeah. Could be. I don't know. There's. I think it could be a lot of things. I think. I mean, it's just they brought. They did bring in a lot of players over the summer, yeah. um, which was a thing. I mean, they brought in like eight or nine players over the summer. Mm-hmm. I mean that, and that can have an effect too. And they and they're playing on two fronts still technically. Um, they play. They maybe three fronts. Are they playing in the. FA Cup, I can't remember, but they're playing in the the Conference so. League, mm-hmm. and they're playing in, um, they're playing in the Prem, and they're yeah. doing really well in the Conference League. They could go down, and they could play in the Europa League next year, <laughs> right? It's just the way that things happen sometimes, you know. But I think th- I do think they'll stay up. I I think they they need a couple of good results, and I think then they'll start they'll start picking I, up points. They I think need they just need belief. Good, I think need they a little belief. They a need little a, right a, a a win against a good team. They need yeah. to beat like Tottenham like three to one or something like that, and Tottenham's ripe for the taking. Of course, yeah. And then we Bournemouth, we know going down. Gary O'Neill's done a lot, done a yep. very good job, but they just can't. I, the the Arsenal game, I think, said everything. Right to me, like they 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 almost played a perfect counterattacking game, and they still lost. Not to say that Arsenal weren't great on that game, because because Arsenal, besides those chances, as I mean, just absolutely dominated them. But they're just they're like they're not talented enough. They're ultimately. not. Ta- you're right. They're, they're they're not a Premier League side, and that's you know, and it, that's all right. Burnmouth is a bit of a yo-yo club. Sometimes they're going to be good when they come up. Sometimes they're they're not. They're yeah. just they're they're. I mean, just, they're punching so far above their weight. Right, generally, anyways, right. with with who they, I mean, they they have a stadium of twelve thousand people. They're you know, like they're, they're a tiny, right. tiny club in a way. It's it's 
not like it's not disrespectful, right? No, no, like no, no. we're, we're we not trying this with to, love. We, yeah, right, we, yeah, we uh this is a they're far they're far outreaching right. what a lot of other clubs would ever dream of of being. And I personally, like me, we'll we'll talk about me. I love that. I love a club that will like just consistently punch above its means. It's right. smart, it knows what it's doing, and that's Burnmouth. Burnmouth is smart, knows what it's doing consistently makes it back to the Premier League against much larger sides than itself. Right, right. You they're just not they're just not that good, right? Yeah. And that's and it happens. So Southampton is another team you're not sure. This is like another one of those teams to me that they have really good players. They've had a really bad season. Yeah. They picked the wrong manager after Hassenhutel and this is the other thing. Why fire him in the first place? I'm serious. Why yeah. fire him in the first first place? They, the, they. I think they found the guy that they're they're going to keep even if they go down. Like Celis is going to be a good coach, and they're mm-hmm. going to. I think they'll come right back up. But it's one of those. What are you doing? Right. What are you doing? And and they'll. If you don't have a guy, you're moving, like you're moving for. Why are you firing the manager you have? Yeah. Right. Like at least let him try and punch his way out. Yeah, like, I mean, and the thing is, is Hassan Hato proved that like they he would get results, right. and he kept them up. Like, yeah, they finished like thirteenth or fourteenth, but uh, you you bring in a guy who's n- clearly either he's a love hate guy, and guess what? They hated him. Yep, and his ideas didn't translate, and he's a good manager, but it didn't work out. Yeah. And guess what? You put you're now in really behind the eight ball, and you have to make up a lot of points. And the thing is, is they do I do think they have the talent. I mean, they have some really, really good players. Like James yeah. Ward Prowse, I keep saying this, and and I know I I I brought this up just earlier, but he is a really, really, really good player. And where is he playing next year? They go down. Yeah, he'll go to one of the top six sides. I don't know who it will be, but he'll go there. He'll go one of those teams. Like I Tottenham sounds very. That's an incredibly Tottenham move. It feels like a it feels like a good move though to me because I think Tottenham like he would he would actually solidify them quite a bit. Yeah. You know. And he would be a great free tech kick taker and he'd do all the things that, you know, like he would be good. Like, yeah, I think he'd be really good there. And I, I mean as an Arsenal fan that would I would hate that. But <laughs> but I think it's a great it would be a great move on both sides for them. Yeah. Either that or I mean Liverpool would be a great place too, because Liverpool need midfielders and even though he's a little older at this point, he's like twenty nine. He would be really good for them because he yeah. would. He's like a guy who can move the ball really efficiently, and he's good at set pieces. And you you don't realize how valuable that is until you have it, right? Until you have a guy who can consistently like Southampton have yeah. stayed up because of him, because yeah. of how good he is as a free kick taker. I so I don't know if I actually ever put this on a pod. Uh, Kieran Trippier hitting a free kick goal, and like the second game that we Newcastle had him made me cry. Because it was the moment I realized we were never going to be bad again, right? We might have bad seasons, but right. we were never going to be bad again because we have guys like Trippier. Uh, yeah, now, yeah, yeah. You know, and like that's that's the power of a good free kick taker. Right, right, right. Southampton, of course, is is bad. So bad, but <laughs> they have they've had. He's a youth academy product, and yeah, did a lot. He's done I'm, a lot I'm surprised them. they didn't move him. Move him along sooner. He loves. I think he really likes being in Southampton. Yeah. Well, maybe and he, he also hasn't found maybe the perfect place, and maybe he just hasn't found the place that he feels like he can do the thing. Anyway, um, let's. We're so we don't express who the bottom three were going to be. I think 
we're going to keep that a little. We know uh, we think Bournemouth will definitely be one. Yeah. And besides yeah, that, I feel the rest. Of, I, I think would say you're Southampton. Just, yeah, but I'm gonna keep my. I'm gonna. I'm gonna withhold from Southampton just for now. But I mean, the way the results are going, yes, it looks like they're going down. But I'm gonna. I'm gonna withhold just for a moment. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway. Um. So I want to get into the bottom three of those. Who's gonna get relegated? Well, I was gonna say instead of saying who do we think is getting relegated, who do you think has the worst problems out of all of the bottom eight? I think it's going to be Crystal Palace. Bournemouth right now, Crystal Palace. Yeah. And I'm going to say this, and it's going to sound crazy in a way, but it for me, it, it's Leicester City. Yeah. Because they can't defend. Leicester's underlying numbers. Leicester, if they could defend at all, they would be probably fine. be top six. They'd probably right? be like, at least, or at least definitely top eight, but they right. just can't defend. And I really right. worry that they haven't figured it out and won't figure it out. Yeah, I mean Nottingham Forest. It's it's between Leicester and Nottingham Forest, mm-hmm. and that might be the two that that fight to the last day. I think uh, it might be. Up. Yeah. All right, that is the bottom eight. The bottom eights, baby. As always, I'm Ryan Whiting. I'm here with Paul Cushing, and that's all I got to say about that. All hail the trash fire. All hail the trash fire. This is a one for one production, and thank you very much. Peace.